This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, I joked earlier this morning. You know what was a riskier trip yesterday uh, than Joe Biden's trip to Kiev? Uh, it was uh, it was the little kids going roller skating. <laughs> how many of you grew up roller skating? I forgot how much fun roller skating is. Uh, I went roller skating with my my daughter yesterday. We had an event at Skate World uh, that our church was hosting for families and. You know, my my uh, our, our middle kid, our eighth grader, he was out skiing with friends. That were, there were probably more tumbles. That was probably a more dangerous trip. A bunch of junior high kids uh, rolling down uh, the ski hill. And, uh, you know, my daughter and I were, were roller skating. And uh, how many of you grew up, especially some of you 70s or 80s kids, and yeah, that's what you did. You'd go roller skating. If you were a big enough town to have a skating rink, of course, an indoor skating rink, you know, some of you, you were lucky to have a, a pond that would freeze over for ice skating in the winter and maybe have a bowling alley. And that was about it. But in the bigger town, if you had a skating rink, that's what kids used to do. And uh, used to be where they go. And you think about it, man, there's just kids falling left and right. Kids all over the place, just crashing and and burning. But that is a more dangerous uh, trip than Joe Biden going uh, to Ukraine. He clearly wants to distract the country from the threat of the communist Chinese. He clearly is is simply trying to move the conversation onto another topic here. Uh, that's what I think is is taking place. He's just trying to get the American people to focus on something other than the threat of communist China and all of the other problems facing this country right now. Uh, high food prices, uh, high gas prices. Uh, Evelyn Pyburn with the Big Sky Business Journal was telling me earlier this morning how there's been an 82% reduction in uh, companies seeking an IPO, uh, an initial public offering right now. Just yet another troubling sign about our national economy, all taking place under Joe Biden's watch. Uh, what's your thoughts? 406-294-0970. Let's jump right into your phone calls. Uh, first up, we got Rock calling in from the middle of nowhere. Uh, Rock, good to hear from you. Hey, good morning, Aaron. Hey, uh, about uh, Uncle Joe being over there in uh, Ukraine, I'm sure there's going to be some great stories coming out. I'll bet you Corn Pop's probably over there with a sniper rifle, and I'm sure he's going to square toe-to-toe with, with uh, Putin. You know, the stories that are going to come out of this are going to be great. I'm, I can't wait to hear them. Yeah, I mean, with so as tough you... as Joe Biden is, it's uh, did he show up with his big, his big chain? That he showed to Corn Pop uh, is. Did he have his big chain out there on the streets of Kiev this morning? You know, late yesterday, uh, to really show Putin that he's the boss. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. So t- just waiting for the stories. It, it'll be interesting. So that's all I got, Aaron. It, something on a lighter note. All right. Yeah. <laughs> great to hear from you. You know, it still won't compare to that corkscrew landing that Hillary Clinton had to undertake while under fire. You remember that one, right? Uh, C-130, I think, if I remember right. 294-0970. Let's go to Arnie in Boyd. Arnie, great to hear from you. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I was just responding to Bill from Bridger. Hey, you don't want to believe anything that John Tester is doing right now. You know what's coming on. He's putting up that fake stuff. We're going to... uh, help Montanans out and all that, but one of these days, one of these years in Montana, people got to figure out what that fool's doing. 
It's all just a game to get him elected. If comes election time, we all, including myself, need to get out there and beat them streets and get that guy out of there. Who do you think's the strongest candidate heading into 2024? Uh, well, they got that young man that's running there. I can't remember his name. I just see him on uh, from up north there. Uh, I can't. I can't remember his name, Aaron. Oh, okay. But he's, he's a really good family man, rancher, and that up there. And he's running for it. And I can't think of his name right now. Oh, I wonder. Yeah, uh, gentleman from uh, Jeremy out of Helena. Is that who you're talking about? One of the one of the truckers oh. that uh, that helped pull off that freedom convoy rally at the state capitol in Helena. Is that who you're you're talking about? Um, it might be. Oh, okay. I've only seen him uh, two times on there, and I didn't really pay attention to it. I was doing something else, but uh, he's out there beating the brush, going at it. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you, you hear all the prognosticators and, and the pundits out of Washington, D.C., and, you know, you know, I think a, a lot of people are, are anticipating that, uh, that Montana Congressman Matt Rosendale might, uh, might uh, try to run for that Senate seat again like he did in 2018. A lot of people are expecting uh, Montana Congressman uh, Ryan Zinke, who was Trump's uh, cabinet member as Secretary of Interior, uh, to potentially run for that seat. I know John Tester was very afraid that Zinke was going to run back in 2018. But then, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe a dark horse could enter the race. Uh, somebody threw the name uh, by me yesterday. I haven't even asked uh, the sheriff about this one. But what about somebody like a uh, you know Cascade County Sheriff Jesse Slaughter? You know, and uh, of course, uh, Jesse Slaughter, he threw the feds out of the gun show in, in Great Falls. Maybe he'll throw Tester out of Washington once and for all as well. And, and then, of course, uh, Attorney General Austin Knutson. I think, I, think, uh, I think John Tester is absolutely scared to death that Attorney General Austin Knutson might step up uh, to challenge him as well. Uh, because, I mean, he's just been, I'll tell you what, talk, talk about somebody who's been leading the fight on every single front to stand up for our farmers and ranchers against these uh, this federal overreach, uh, to stand up against uh, what the, the, the John Tester, uh, Greenpeace, uh, Earth Firster activist at the BLM has been doing to our ranchers with the American Prairie Reserve and so much more. Attorney General Austin Knutson, uh, you know, very clearly uh, could take out Senator John Tester. But then again, we need him as Attorney General. Uh, to lead the fight on so many fronts there. All right, phone lines are open for you back after this. This is where Montana talks. You're listening to Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we got the phone lines open for you uh, for this uh, full hour here. Statewide Montana Talks on this Monday morning, February 20th. The number 406-294-0970. Or if you have trouble remembering the number, because uh, I because I know sometimes that it'll happen. You'll, you'll you'll call my old studio. You know this is the show you're listening to, but you'll you'll call the old studio and they're like, uh, "Why are you calling here?" So if you have trouble remembering the number, on our Montana Talks app, there's actually a call button, and you just press that button, and it'll connect you right with our studio here on Montana Talks. You'll be heard all across the state if you got something you want to talk about. Uh, first, I do want to uh, give you an update here. Of course, uh, we shared the news with you on Friday, uh, and Dennis Bragg had a great write-up for our Montana Talks website here. Prayers are pouring in for a Montana Highway Patrol trooper who is recovering in the hospital 
after being struck by a suspect's car during a high-speed chase. Uh, Thursday afternoon, uh, Lincoln County Sheriff's deputies spotted a man in the Eureka area who was wanted on several outstanding warrants. But when they tried to contact him, authorities say the man took off in his car. The chase proceeded south of town, heading west on Montana 37, southwest of Eureka. Other officers joined the pursuit, including a Border Patrol agent, an FWP warden uh, from Fish, Wildlife and Parks, and a Montana Highway Patrol trooper. Uh, the trooper uh, initially was injured and airlifted to the hospital in Kalispell and listed in stable condition. I reached out to Sergeant Jay Nelson, public inf- information officer for the Montana Highway Patrol, uh, to get the latest. Uh, he says that uh, Trooper Johnson is still uh, at Logan Health in Kalispell. Uh, he is improving. However, he has a long road ahead of him with multiple serious injuries. Sergeant Nelson added, we are working diligently on a way to offer financial support without going through GoFundMe. And we will report to you when that is available. It should be ready this week. Thank you, your listeners and the citizens across Montana and the United States for supporting Trooper Johnson. He fills this support, and so do all of us in law enforcement. Uh, yeah, that, that reference to GoFundMe. So I, I emailed Sergeant Jay Nelson uh, this morning and said, hey, if you want to join us on the show to give us an update, feel free to call in. Uh, and then I said, I, yeah, I've, I've seen this GoFundMe account has been set up to, to raise money. Uh, for Trooper Johnson out of Eureka, and, and certainly I want to I want to let people know about that uh, option to be able to donate to the family during this time of need. If you go to Twitter.com/slash Aaron Flint, you'll you'll see the GoFundMe page details. But I also uh, am, am 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 hoping that we can share uh, some info on a non-GoFundMe way uh, to provide support. So. So if, if you guys know of something, uh, feel free to send the details our way as well, whether that's a local bank in northwest Montana that's set up an account. The challenge with GoFundMe is, you know, GoFundMe is one of these woke leftist companies, unfortunately, and they've used their platform to discriminate against against Americans. They've used their platform to discriminate against uh, the Freedom Convoy truckers in Canada, and and they've used their platform to help raise money for anti-law enforcement efforts. Yeah, they, you know, they, the platform is used for good causes as well, but they've also used that platform for bad causes and, and have used that platform as a way to shut down good causes as well. So that's, that's why I was asking about if there is an alternative. Obviously, though, hey, if that's the only option right now and you want to give, but whatever it takes to, to help this uh, trooper and, and his family in need right now is, is the big picture. All right, in the phone lines we go, 406-294-0970. Ron in Big Fork, listening to KJJR. Thanks for the call. Good morning. Um, yeah, I uh, read the article in the Daily Interlook today about the trooper, and uh, I don't know if you've noticed uh, throughout the flathead up here we have memorial signs up to our deceased troopers that have uh, paid the ultimate price for keeping us safe. And um, I don't understand why, I mean, the GoFund thing is great, but 
does the state of Montana mean to tell me that they don't step up and take care of every need of this trooper's family? Uh, I, I don't understand that. Do you know anything about that? No, that's a good point. Yeah, we that's that's a good follow-up question as well. Is okay, hey, not only what additional support can we provide uh, as as Montana citizens, but what support is the state providing as well? I mean, we saw this in particular when uh, Trooper Palmer uh, was severely injured out of the Missoula area. Remember that after he was uh, deliberately uh, ambushed and and uh, and gunned down. Uh, you know, I mean, same thing for a lot of our, our first uh, first responders, right? There, there's support that we assume would be in place, a support that we uh, you know assume should be in place that we're still trying yeah, to make and corrections I, on, right? Yep. Uh, another issue is why is a four-time convicted felon out running around loose? Uh, you know, we're, we're, and I, I really thought carefully before I, I, I said uh, I. I say what I'm going to say, but if you look at the uh, the Daily Interlake every day, right here on the flathead, suspended sentence, suspended sentence, suspended sentence. We had a guy a couple of weeks ago who hooked up uh, uh, electrical power to a soap dish in his house to try to electrocute his girlfriend. Uh, suspended sentence. We had a, a, a case where there was a firearm discharge right, right outside the Big Fork School by some lunatic woman who um, uh, stole the vehicle and suspended sentence. Then she became a fugitive from justice. We've got to start electing judges that are going to put bad folks in a barbed wire hotel. I'm getting furious about this. You're you're exactly right. How, How many of these criminal cases do we see? Not not just involving law enforcement personnel that are are killed or wounded by prior offenders, but but everyday people on the street who are being victimized again and again and again by the same criminal suspects who constantly get put back out onto onto our streets. I mean, clearly, we have we have put too much of the weight has gone towards treatment and rehabilitation programs when some of these criminals just need to be kept behind bars for public safety reasons. Need to start watching the paper and start taking note of what kind of sentences these judges hand down. I mean, I understand the judges should have a lot of discretion, you know, shoplifting things like this. But when you are trying to kill people, that's that you got to draw the line there. But they don't. Yeah, except for sometimes the shoplifters are also involved with those other things. It's just we finally oh, caught them because they were shoplifting. And, and uh, yeah, no, well said all around, Ron. Thanks for the call. Uh, yeah, I think I read the same story that, that you read this morning. I think it was a Western news piece that also got picked up by the Hungry Horse News. I saw it on the, uh, the Hungry Horse uh, News website here this morning. A Lincoln County man accused of running over Montana Highway Patrol Trooper Lewis Johnson during a law enforcement pursuit Thursday made his initial court appearance Friday uh, a 41 year old from Rexford appeared in front of Judge Jay Sheffield in Lincoln County Justice Court for his arrest for absconding from parole for previous convictions in the county for theft and possession of dangerous drugs uh, you know case in point it, it reminds me exactly of what Ron and Big Fork is talking about he gave several examples from there in the Flathead we could give multiple examples from Missoula and elsewhere but I'd give you one more example from the Billings area for example so a popular downtown restaurant steakhouse right across the street from our studios here you know shocking headline comes out 
Former dishwasher stabs four four uh, employees at restaurant. And I won't say the restaurant's name again just to give, give them the bad press. But, but well, I get a tipster in law enforcement. Hey, Aaron, you got to hear the real story behind that, that thing, behind that whole attack. That guy should have been behind bars. That guy should have never been back out on the streets in the first place. So this guy had multiple charges against him in Missoula County. He goes before a liberal judge put on the bench as an appointee by former Democrat Governor Steve Bullock. The liberal judge gives him a a soft sentence, puts him back on the streets, sends him to one of these, you know, what do they call it, treatment or halfway houses. So that I guess he can halfway commit more crimes, halfway stab people. So this liberal judge puts him back out on the streets, dumps him into Billings like they do with so many of the other state's offenders. And then the guy goes in and stabs four people in a restaurant. If that was your daughter trying to pay her way through college, how would you feel about that? Would you echo the sentiments of Ron and Big Fork? 294-0970. Uh, next up, let's go to, is it Jean in West Glacier? Thanks for the call. You bet, Aaron. Thanks for being there. And, uh, <clears throat> you know... I had a uh, nephew here in the Flathead Valley that was killed as a border patrol here, not a border, highway patrol, and he was struck here by a vehicle. He's got a memorial for him. Evan Schneider was unfortunate, uh, hit and killed, and, uh, you know, I saw the uh, the loss there. It's, you know, my whole family is law enforcement, uh, former Marines, uh just all this service that's being done and i look at this country and there's so many talking points right now aaron that it's just bizarre that we're where we're at right now we don't criminalize crime uh you know our military's falling apart there's lies and deceits all over this uh politics but the biggest one i see here in the flathead valley is there is a, a marijuana dispensary on every corner more and more uh, elsewhere across the state as well when I was a kid, there was a bar on every corner, and I'm a recovered alcoholic and drug addict for almost 30 years. You know, I'm dead. Uh, I'm against, you know, this extreme use of anything. But uh, from my point of view, marijuana has never done anything for me that improved me as a person. Okay, so when you have one on every street corner, and you're thinking the effects of it on the brain are outstanding. You can just use it once, one hit off a joint, one hit off a bong, one hit off a... And you are impaired for up to six hours or more, you know, depending on the potency. You know, it's not like using an alcohol and you just took one shot or two shots. You can still function like that. It takes a while to get to where you're going to be a menace, you know, but... uh, well, I don't see this, how this is what's interesting to me is what's interesting to me is that you know there were some people saying hey if we decriminalize it it'll, it'll help lower crime it'll help lower dependency on the other more dangerous drugs well uh, we've increased crime rates right uh, uh, meth and fentanyl skyrocketing and so I uh, you know anyway got a hold of there this is where Montana talks ag with Lane Nordland. The U.S. Forest Service will begin a lethal removal of stray cattle in New Mexico's Gila National Forest this week. The Forest Service says they will commence an aerial operation starting this Thursday, February 23rd, to remove an estimated 150 head of cattle from the wilderness area. 
It's an issue that New Mexico ranchers are warning Montana producers about who graze on federal lands. Wyoming-based lawyer Karen Bud Fallon is representing the New Mexico Cattle Growers Association in a legal case against the federal government and says the U.S. Forest Service has no legal standing to shoot a stray cattle on public land. This is a horrible decision from a legal standpoint and from a political and policy standpoint. The Forest Service is planning on going out and using wildlife services to airily slaughter 65 head of livestock and just leave them lay where they drop in the Gila wilderness. Those livestock last year when they were shot, some of them died in actually the Gila River. We had livestock dying in riparian areas. Some of those animals were gut shot which meant that they suffered as they died. Some of them had their legs shot off. And this is a horrible precedent to set. Despite public outcry and solutions put forward by the New Mexico cattle growers, the Forest Service is still going forward with their original plan. I'm my North Line. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, you know, I opened up uh, the show here earlier this hour by basically uh, talking about the fact that, okay, why would this be such a risky trip for Joe Biden to be in Ukraine? You think Vladimir Putin wants to see a Ron DeSantis or a Donald Trump in the White House? Vladimir Putin wasn't invading Ukraine. He wasn't invading other countries when Donald Trump was president. And by the way, Donald Trump not only called on Europe to pick up more of their share of the tab of NATO, he therefore strengthened NATO. He also gave actual lethal aid to support Ukraine, you know, to try to prevent things like Russia from invading. The Obama-Biden administration was giving Ukraine blankets. But now here we are after, uh, what, one year after... Putin launched his, uh, what did Joe Biden call it at the time? Minor incursion. And he's trying to pretend like he's some, some freaking war hero here or something. Here, here's the bottom line is, is we need to have like a Trump doctrine back in effect here once again. Two things that need to be said right now as the media you know, try, tries to glorify this little trip to Ukraine. First off, Europe needs to pick up more of the share of the bill here. Why is the United States giving more of our money, money that we don't have, combined than all of Europe to this fight. That's question number one. Number two is a good point that Congressman Matt Rosendale made last year, which is until we secure our own border, why would we give a dime as Americans to some other country to secure their border? Right? Secure our border here in America. Get Europe to pick up more of the tab. Seems to be a pretty common sense stuff to those of us here in Montana. Tim in Billings uh, sent us a message here on our Montana Talks app uh, talking about, uh, you know, the, the train wreck in East Palestine, Ohio. And, you know, I, I threw out the question, why isn't Joe Biden drinking the water in Palestine, Ohio this morning instead of uh, instead of, uh, you know, having the media drink the Kool-Aid in Kiev this morning? Tim and Billing says this, uh, but Aaron, the gatekeeper media told me that it was conservatives that didn't care about water and air quality. Do you mean to tell me that when it isn't used to extort more money from taxpayers, that liberals really don't care about the environment either? 
Of course they don't, Tim. If they cared about climate change and carbon dioxide emissions, then they would be taking the fight to the communist Chinese. But they don't. No, instead, instead of, you know, you know, instead of the, the president being in East Palestine, Ohio, to focus on real world environmental challenges. No, instead, he's instead of trying to, to assure that the water problems there have been fixed. No, instead, he wants to go regulate farmers and ranchers here in Montana with this stupid waters of the U.S. nonsense. Instead of trying to force coal strip out of business, he should be going, going and, and, and lecturing the communist Chinese about carbon dioxide. But see, they don't want to go lecture the communist Chinese. They want to shut down Main Street, small town, rural America. So that's why they're foisting this waters of the U.S. war on the West. That's why they're, 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 they're foisting you know, this climate alarmist war on the West. And we could go on, couldn't we? Uh, two nine four zero nine seventy. Scott in Billings next up on the phone line. Scott, great to hear from you. Good morning, Aaron. Happy, happy President's Day. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, you as, as well. Thank aware, you. Yeah, as you're well aware, besides Washington Lincoln's birthday, uh, Ronald Reagan's birthday was February 6th. And you may know his favorite president was Calvin Coolidge. Ah, yes. Uh, yeah. In any event... Uh, those are some of the good politicians we can talk about. You just talked about disappointments in Biden and extreme disappointments you mentioned earlier about Senator Tester and uh, his potential reelection. Uh, I think we need to all realize that most people vote in a way that helps themselves. Okay? We're, we're all looking after our own self-interest. But I think when you look at te Senator Tester's reelection, we need to look at something very carefully. He's very astute at two groups in this state that he appeases and placates any chance he gets. And those two groups are farmers and veterans. And he does it on every opportunity. And I think people need to realize, Aaron, that we need to look at his voting record on the spending, on the appointments, on everything else he does, and quit looking at just our little sliver of the pie and saying, oh, well, he did this for the farmers, he did this for the veterans. We've got to look way beyond that. We've got to look at the total voting record on appointments and the atrocious spending on all these various programs that you've delineated. Until people do that, Aaron, we're not going to be able to defeat him. We will not defeat John Tester until those two groups realize They've got to look at the big picture. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. He tries to pick off votes. He tries to placate uh, groups with a little something here, a little something there. But, you know, the, the broader question is, are we even going to have a country, given the path that John Tester and Joe Biden are putting us to, uh, on right now? $32 trillion plus in debt. Another $10 trillion is forecast to be added within just the next decade alone. Heck, uh, the, the debt was only $6 trillion when John Tester first ran for the Senate in 2006 and, and, and tried to, to make the national debt a campaign issue then. I'll bet it's going to be six times as bad as it was back then. When he's up for re-election by the you know, by the by the time that election's over next year, absolutely. No, great points. You've mentioned that before, and it's exactly right. It was a big deal when he wasn't in office. Now it just spend, 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 and that's going to solve all our problems. Well, I saw a chart recently, Aaron. Savings rate at a 50-year low, credit card spending at an all-time high. Those those lines are inverse. And as a good friend of mine said, when he looked at that chart, he said. This won't end well. 
Yeah. And it won't well. You know, but fortunately, I mean, look at how quickly uh, Donald Trump turned things around. Imagine if we get a Trump or a DeSantis back in there once again and how we can start to start to turn things around. But, e- but even with the national debt, that, that is uh, still uh, going to be uh, hanging over us like a massive China spy balloon. That's for sure. All right. Uh, well, worse than that, even. Uh, all right, Scott, thanks for the phone call. Great to hear from you. Next up, let's go to Jim in Kalispell listening to KJJR. Jim, what's going on? How you doing, Aaron? This is Jim. Hey, I just wanted to talk about the balloon uh, that flew over Montana. Yeah. That it probably took a lot of pictures, but I think it was probably more interested in the longitude and latitude of where our silos actually are. So a pinpoint. Well, they might have already had that. I mean, you know, the Russians have actually been inside some of these silos as a result of treaties. So, uh, but it does beg the question, what else were they looking at? You know, were they looking at movements? Were they looking at, at, at mapping the full terrain? Or were they looking at, hey, what, what, what can we see? What can we detect at different la- layers of, 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 al- you know, of levels of the altitude, et cetera, right? There's just, you know, we, we won't know uh, all of the answers to that. The only thing we didn't see was on the back of the balloon was the Chinese telling us we got our money's worth. <laughs> with uh, <laughs> with the big guy, with the big guy in the White House? Yeah, yeah. We got our money's worth. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It was it was interesting last week when uh, Joe Biden, as the Daily Caller reported, he got uh, overwhelmed as he was going to try to take some questions from the press after uh, he delivered his remarks talking about the china spy balloon and then what was it a boy scout balloon was uh, was the one they think they shot down over uh, over lake huron or something like that some uh, school science project uh, possibly he doesn't know what he shot down but he shot it down uh and uh yeah and somebody asked him the question they said hey are you one of the, if you could hear it in the background they said are you and your family compromised by all of your business dealings with china and Joe Biden said, come on, man, give me a break, which is basically what the rest of the country is saying to him. Come on, man, give us a break. He's gotten enough breaks, hasn't he? In fact, he and John Tester have gotten very wealthy during their time in office, haven't they? Silver.com. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, 406-294-0970 is the number for you. If you call in right now, I should be able to sneak you on before we run out of time uh, for today. 406-294-0970. Or you can type up a quick message and send it to us on our Montana Talks app. And our producer, Travis, will print it up and and bring it in here. We can share your message uh, across the state as well. Uh, Earlier this this morning, I caught up with uh, the Montana State Professional. Professional Firefighters Association, uh, Oli Hedstrom. It's uh, you know I've done a couple of shows live from inside the uh, the state capitol in Helena. You know we uh, the first week of of uh, January we did our our uh, show live from the Capitol Rotunda for the Montana Electric Cooperatives Association. They did their co-op days at the Capitol and great event. And we did our show from there. Caught up with a number of folks. I got I, and I got a chance to meet. O- 
Oli Hedstrom. Oli Hedstrom is there uh, working the halls of the Capitol for the uh, state firefighter, for firefighters across the state. And uh, and then earlier this morning, I, I caught up not only with Oli, but also with uh, George Richards, who is the president of the Montana State Firefighters Association. And, uh, you know, Ron and Big Fork was talking about uh, our great highway patrol troopers and all of the memorials that he, that you will see as you drive around the Flathead Valley in honor of those that we've lost. Well, today is is actually uh, another uh, another memorial, another sad memorial. Four years ago today, uh, you know, a little background first. I was talking with uh, with o- Oli and George about a couple of pieces of legislation that they're supporting for our firefighters. Uh, one of the bills is Senate Bill 289. Uh, this would allow the Board of Regents to waive tuition and fees for surviving spouses and children of Montana firefighters or peace officers who died in the line of duty. Another one is Senate Bill 310 uh, by Senator Jason Small. This would basically expand the number of presumptive occupational diseases, uh, cancer in particular, uh, uh, and, and it would it would expand what what our firefighters are covered uh, for, uh, and so anyway. But they also told me that today is the uh, four year anniversary that they lost one of their own, uh, Jason Baker, celebrated as a true blue Montana warrior. Uh, Great Falls firefighter Jason Baker, that's how the the Great Falls Tribune uh, summed up the news of his passing four years ago, a father of two teenagers, a husband and an inspiration to many as he lived for more than two years with cancer that invaded his lungs and bones. And he worked for more than a decade to help firefighters uh, statewide. And and, uh, now uh, Ole and George are are carrying on uh, in his honor and uh, for for other firefighters across the state uh, to this day as well. So wanted to update you a couple bills there supporting senate bill 289 and uh, senate bill 310 uh all right uh let's see who do we got on the phone lines here sean in kalispell thanks for the call what's on your mind morning aaron morning yeah i maybe have a solution to uh these judges giving out these easy suspended sentences for people um perhaps uh we need a bill that would make uh the judges responsible for that person's actions uh, until that, you know, their regular sentence would have been carried out. You know, so if they go out and commit more crimes or hurt somebody, well, then there's, uh, you know, the victims can go after that judge who put them out on the street when they shouldn't have. Well, if if a police officer doesn't do his or her job or they screw up their job, we hold them accountable, right? Why don't we? Why don't we? Why aren't these judges held accountable? for the harm exactly. that they're causing in these communities. Oh, I guess, oh, they're they're above accountability, I guess, is the message that's been sent so far. Right. And we do have more room in our uh, Flathead County Detention Center here. I, I was speaking with a commissioner, and they told me that um, the problem is a staffing issue. So um, the sheriff has enough in his budget to hire some people. They just are having a hard time hiring correctional officers to staff because um, they do have extra beds in there that they could put these people into. So if there's anybody listening that feels like getting into that line of work, I really appreciate you go apply down at the sheriff's office. Yeah, and and it's also a reminder. I know uh, you know the governor. When we talked with him about this, that's why he's wanting to use some of this uh, surplus that's coming in right now to beef up our state prison system again. Because part of the reason why our local jails get get uh, overfilled is because people that should be sitting behind bars in a prison 
are instead sitting and crowding our jails. And then you get, you know, other criminals that don't get put behind bars in the first place because the jails are full. So, yeah, very complex, uh, complex problem. But, uh, you know, and it also reminds us of you remember the hardened detention facility. Uh, that was built there. Really, really nice facility. I mean, you know, but we had a former governor who, uh, you know, just despised privately run correctional facilities. So he didn't want to see that thing get up and running. That's a, that's for sure. Hey, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, presumptive illnesses. Uh, many folks are dealing with pain, uh, pain in your joint, pain in your uh, neck, pain in your back, you name it. But here, here's the thing. I don't know if you're probably like me where you're dealing with this pain and you've just kind of dealt with it. You figure there's nothing you can do about it. You don't want to get surgery. You want to stay off of, of the pain meds if you can. Well, let me tell you about a new option that is now available here in Montana. Professional athletes have been using this for years. They've got over 100 clinics all across America, but they're now on the ground here in Montana. I'm talking about QC Kinetics. They are the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. That's where they use the healing properties from your body to then heal your body putting them directly into your achy joints, etc. Call QC Kinetics now. You can get a free consultation with local medical professionals. 406-201-6263. QC Kinetics, 406-201-6263.